0: This is a Squiz podcast, where your shortcut to being informed. Hello, and welcome to our Squiz the Election series, your shortcut to the 2022 federal election. We're wrapping up a trio of episodes on who's who in this election, and this one is focused on the independents. Going it alone in federal politics can be a lonely endeavour, but independents can also punch well above their weight when it comes to influence and power. So let's get across who the independents are and what's happening when it comes to this election. I'm Larissa Moore. And
1: I'm Claire Kimball.
0: Now, politics is mostly a team sport and surviving the rough and tumble is difficult even for those in the major parties with all their support and structures and staff and funding. But, Claire, technically anyone can run for a spot in Parliament
1: with a few T's and C's. Yeah, to contest an election in the House of Representatives, a person must be at least 18 years old. They must be entitled to vote in a House of Reps election and they must be an Australian citizen. And importantly, you can't be a citizen of another country that was a big saga of the recent past.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is bringing back many, many memories, but uh, (laughs) let's not get distracted by that saga, as you call it. There's a whole nomination process to be a candidate in the federal election. You need to be nominated by at least 100 citizens who are eligible to vote in the electorate you want to contest, or if you're from a recognised party, by the registered officer of the party.
1: And if you're an independent who already has a seat, you just need to be nominated by one elector uh, and then you pay your deposit. It's $1,000 if you're running for the House of Reps. It's $2,000 if you're running for the Senate. And that's returned if you get elected or if you get at least 4% of the total first preference votes.
0: There's a lot more rules to comply with and a sequence of timing for events to ensure that candidates have a chance to run for an election so that voters can have a range of candidates to pick from. That's all a lot easier to manage if you have a party machine behind you, which kind of begs the question, why
1: would you run for parliament as an independent? It's a very good question too mm-hmm. and it's even more relevant when you think about how many people run for an election who don't belong to a major party. At the last election, there was 1056 candidates for the House of Representatives and just 300 of them were from the coalition or from labor mm. uh, But these are people who put themselves out there uh, because they're passionate about something, because they have a passion for the community, uh, because they're peed off with the major parties Uh, and if you can believe it some of them do it just for fun. And they are
0: rarely successful. In the last 20 years seven independents have been successful in winning a seat in the reps. It's eight if you include Bob Catter who was a member of the Nats before he went independent and was re-elected. There are a few common traits with those who have broken through.
1: Yeah, five of them have come from country seats and three were formerly members of the National Party. Uh, three of them are women who beat high-profile Liberals to win their seats. That's like Zali Stegel, who beat former Prime Minister Tony Abbott in Warringah last election. But by and large, they were and are MPs who present strong positions against the coalition in many areas, particularly on socially progressive policies and climate change
0: this election, we start with three independent MPs, Stegall, who you just mentioned, Helen Haynes from Indi in country Victoria, and Andrew Wilkie from Clark in Tasmania. Let's get into that next and the things to know about the independent campaigns this election. Let's jump right in. There's not a lot we need to cover off with Andrew Wilkie. His seat covers Central Hobart and
1: the West Bank of the Derwent. He won his seat from Labor in 2010. He was in the military and he was an intelligence officer. He first came to national attention uh, for challenging John Howard in his seat in Benelong for the Greens quite some time ago. It was kind of a protest over the war in Iraq. He holds his seat by a whopping 22% margin. It makes him the third safest MP in the parliament. The thing to know about him is that he says that he won't do a deal with either of the major parties if there's a hung parliament.
0: Oh, heaven help us if there is a hung parliament. (laughs) There is some commentary that it's a possible outcome of this election, so uh, we better add that to the list for this series, Claire. Yeah, roger that. Let's now, though, get across Stegall and Haynes. They're two independent politicians who won their seats in the last election. Stegall tipped out Abbott, like you said. It was one of the big stories of the last election.
1: Yeah, so Warringah was held by Tony Abbott. It was a blue ribbon liberal seat that he'd held since 1994, and there were many liberals before him. But in 2019, voters changed their minds about him in a big way. He had an 18.7% two-party swing against him, and that saw Steggall elected with a very healthy 7.2% margin.
0: There was and will be a lot said about her stance for action on climate change and transparency being a driver of support for her at the last election and in the upcoming one. But the truth is Abbott's popularity was in the bin at the
1: last election and the electorate was clearly ready to move on. That's right. And this time around Warringah is one of the seats that was caught up in the Liberals' pre-selection snafu. So they didn't have a candidate in the lead up to the campaign to build up a profile uh, in their run against Stegall. The candidate the Liberals did put in is Catherine Deaves. She shot to national attention in the first week of the campaign. She's a campaigner against allowing transgender women to participate in women's sport. Uh, and she's been called out for anti-gay and anti-trans social media posts. And it's been a whole thing.
0: Helen Haynes also holds strong views on climate action, and that's a thing because she holds the seat of Indi in rural Victoria, and that had also been a mainstay for the Liberals. She took the seat from another independent, Kathy McGowan, who was a bit of a trailblazer in this space.
1: Yeah, that's right. McGowan won that seat from Sophie Mirabella, who's a staunch liberal uh, on the Conservative side. When McGowan won that seat in 2013, it was a real boil over uh, because that was the election that Abbott won government by quite a margin to kick Labor out of office and Mirabella was one of his biggest supporters but McGowan appealed to her electorate it takes in Wodonga and Wangaratta and up to the high country uh, and when she retired she was part of that process to pick Haynes to be her replacement
0: in 2019, Haynes and Stegall were associated with a fundraising group that backed their runs for Parliament. That group is being talked about a lot in this election. They're called Climate 200. It's
1: backed by millionaire Simon Holmes Accord. Yeah, he's been at pains to say that Climate 200 isn't a party or a charity. It's a vehicle to bankroll campaigns by independents who are prioritising climate action and also stronger accountability measures in government, like a integrity. Commission. Uh, But he says groups like his are required because it's a David and Goliath battle uh, where the major parties enjoy significant advantages of scale.
0: That's not gone unchallenged. Coalition supporters say they aren't transparent with their funding and don't walk the talk. And critics say they basically are a party. Their brandings are the same. Lots of that teal colour you might be seeing around. Also, their policies are pretty much the
1: same. Yeah, those are things that were put to Holmes court when he addressed the National Press Club recently. And he says that they aren't going to make it easy for their opponents by doing more than what their opponents are doing on declaring where their funding is coming from. Uh, And he said that he and Climate 200 have no say on policy. They're just there to support them financially.
0: This time around Climate 200 are backing candidates in some pretty high profile fights. Allegra Spender is taking on the Liberals' Dave Sharma in Wentworth. She's the daughter of fashion icon Carla Zempati and a former top diplomat and Liberal MP John Spender. And then there's former ABC journo Zoe Daniel. She's challenging in the Melbourne seat of Goldstein. That's where up-and-comer Liberal Tim
1: Wilson is from. Yeah, there's many more as well. Uh, And they have some pretty significant financial support behind them. So we can expect bigger and more visible campaigns from them than the average independent runs. Uh, Another element in all of this is drilling down on who are the voters who are going to vote for them. Are they Labor voters? Are they coalition voters? Are they Greens voters? It's a bit of an open question, particularly when there's all these issues floating around this campaign. Uh, And another the question is if they'll vote in strong enough numbers for some of those independents to win seats. And if they aren't winning seats, what I've taken from our chat so far
0: is that it's going to be pretty interesting to see where their preferences go. They're going to go to Labor or the coalition. Larissa, you have been listening. That's really awesome. (laughs) I always pay attention when we talk, Claire. (laughs) That's why this series is so good. You learn lots. That's a wrap on the independents. Where to next, Claire?
1: Look, I reckon while we're on a roll, we should probably cover off how this all plays into the race for the Senate. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a different kettle of fish altogether, so let's do that next
0: good one because i have so many questions (laughs) and if you've got a question about the independence the senate race who's who in the zoo then definitely shoot it through to us because during this election campaign you can ask the squiz and in a saturday podcast we'll cover off as many of your burning questions as we can we'll all be learning the email is hello at the squiz.com.au send your questions through to there and we'll give it a go thanks for listening until next time dot com forward slash squiz today